The Dude Fox Podcast. Hola amigos, and welcome to episode 33 of the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, I've been in Madrid, he's been at Luggy's Q&A. A few days of churros, tapas and all things Spanish has come to an end, and not a hobby craft in sight. We're back in business, ready for our own Q&A this episode. Don't forget you can follow us on social media, we're at Dude Fox Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And apparently, there are still five pints in the Heggy up for grabs for someone who reviews us on Apple Podcasts this month. Coming up on this week's episode, I was at Luggy's Q&A on Friday, Wee Jim's stage show, a Valentine's date with Aloha, the reserves, the academy, the women's team, the loan report, the rumour mill, on this day with the Arab Archive, plus we'll be answering as many of your questions as we can, and we've even signed a striker. It's all coming up on episode 33 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Paul Dixon. Welcome to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the Dode Fox podcast on a free week with nothing much else to report. <sighs> do you do Saturdays out of football, eh? They're pretty, pretty grim. That is pretty grim. Yeah, myself, I just went for a wander down Riverside with the wee man. Uh... Just overlooked Invergivery Bay, just passing my time. That was it. What about you? Hobbycraft again? No, no. I was uh, I was coming back from uh, from a little four day break in España. How was the the flight with that wind? It was up and down. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> kudos to the uh, to the pilot. I have to say. Um, I think I called him a captain the other day in the group. I suppose he is, but um, he was your captain yesterday. Was yeah, and it was only really getting into Edinburgh to land it was mm. uh, you take that nice turn in and you look out and you see Easter Road and you think bastards mm-hmm. and um, just it was coming in there it was it was it was it was it was like a yo-yo it was up and down well, it was, you made it I did that's the main thing I did I'm you here so it was fine yeah it was all good um, and uh, and that was kind of it and I watched the uh, Hearts Falkirk well when I could see the Hearts Falkirk game because yeah. of the rain. It was almost migraine inducing. Yes. Watching through that so camera. Basically, just, yeah, watched um, yeah, X United FC, another X United FC against uh, against Hearts, which it was it was an okay game in the conditions. Yeah. Jimmy Gomez played really well. I thought Dicker got a very good yellow card. Yes. <laughs> and it was no surprise to see Mark Dunnan up front with 10 minutes to go. <laughs> It's like you're in a time machine. Yeah, so that, that it was fine. It was fine. That was that was kind of it. Um, so yeah, no match to speak about, obviously. But uh, we'll start on Friday night. Um, Paul start Q and A. Brilliant. Yeah. In a word, absolutely brilliant. It's uh, it was a great listen uh, and a little bit of a tough watch, uh, if I'm being honest. Just because, uh, like, we're lucky having Parkinson's these days. You know, it's. It's no, it's no the easiest thing to, to see one of your heroes, one of your legends, uh, the way he is. But he, he, he didn't let it stop him. He didn't hold him back. He was great value for the whole break included. I think it was maybe two and a half hours that we were there. Some of the stories were brilliant. Some of the language was great. <laughs> uh, he, he was fantastic. He, he told stories uh, like Walter Smith battering boys in Roma to protect wee Jim. And Luggy got a great view because he was hiding in the corner watching all this <laughs> happening. Uh, he was on about Tom Forsyth, a, uh, a guy that used to play for, I think it was Rangers and Motherwell at some point. And he was like, he used to kick Luggy up and down the pitch all the time. But before this one particular game, somebody heard a word in Luggy's ear saying, 
he can't get booked or he'll be suspended for the, the cup final that's coming up. So Loggy took note of that and just got tore in a bit of my game, leaving a bit on him, elbowing in the pus, just getting on with it. It's fantastic. There was also a wee mention uh, of Walter Rojas when he came over. The infamous. The infamous Walter Rojas. He came over and uh, McLean told Loggy to take him down to Gussie just to get him getting moving to some crosses, shooting and whatever. And he did. And he's, he says, and the boy couldn't trap nothing. He was missing the target. He was sclaffing the bar. He says, and somebody shouted for the flats on Fairburn Street. Wait, Loggy, what did you get him? He is shite. And then he had to go back and McLean was like, well, what do you reckon? He's like, he's not for me. And then he's not for the boy on Fairburn Street either. Absolutely loud, man. That is, that is the scouting system. Yes. Yeah, that Boy on Fairburn Street says he's shite, he's shite. He's shite because he he's got a good view of that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he mentioned his favourite game at United was the one down at Old Trafford. Okay, when we drew two all. Uh, but the whole the whole night was mm. class. Like it, it really was. Uh, Graham Spears, to his credit, he was good good value as well. He was good banter. Uh, and at the end, Luggy led all in a wee sing song. I did. Yeah, I was just going to mention that there was a the video. Is he basically conducting the choir? Is that what's happening? He, he started it, conducted <laughs> it, finished it. Okay. Yes, it was. It was class. Yeah, it was really good. really good. Uh, and a uh, photo with your hero? Yes, yeah, I think he must have go. took about 300 photos at the Brilliant. end, yeah. 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 And then we went back to Clark's uh, and he showed up there with Big Hoss, John Clark was there, uh, Alec Taylor, he was there, John Riley came down uh, and there was other people with them. They didn't look like old players to me. Uh, some of them were, were women, so clearly weren't they old, old players. <laughs> uh, Mike Martin, the ex-United chairman, he was there as well. Uh, so yeah, the stars were out, but it was it was an absolutely fantastic mm. evening. It, it really was absolutely brilliant. It, it would be great if we could if there was more events like that for for us punters. Mm. Be fantastic. Yeah, was the was the floor open to questions? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just a case of stick your hand up. Oh, and, cool. and if you or if you were the drunk guy in the front row, bottom left, then you just shouted it random shit. All oh, right. Okay. But, uh, There's yeah. always one arsehole. Well, he was not an arsehole. We he love was you. Just drunk. He was just drunk. He was passionate. Passionate. He okay, was passionate. We'll passionate yeah. Uh, I'm only saying that because I've been that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're constantly that guy. I've been called that arsehole. So. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. but it was it was really good. Mm. Brilliant to share a room with Loggy. Uh, and I, I believe that uh, quite a few of the, the ex-players they all got together on Saturday, and uh, I could say it now. I got I got told it was in the Hockhill Tavern. I certainly didn't want to be the guy that tweeted it out, <laughs> and then three hundred people descend on it because he mentioned as well. He said uh, he says when when I was at Plymouth and we were playing United in the pre-season game, he says I'm, I, I, he must have put it on Facebook or something. I think Paul Sturrock's on Facebook. Uh, he says, oh, if, if you are coming down and you want to go for a pint, then I go to the, I think it was maybe the, the Cherry Tree or something, whatever pub it was. He says, and 600 of you showed up. I could, could barely get in my own pub. <laughs> so he wasn't forgiven away where they were all meeting up on the Saturday. Ah, that's good. Yeah, but he seemed like he enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, he's obviously hero worshipped. Yes. Absolutely hero yeah. worshipped up in these parts. I'm, I'm assuming the age range of the crowd mm. was kind of you up. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Ish. Well, Martin was there. Martin's a fair bit younger than me, but mm. yes, yeah, yeah. But 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 Martin's probably the same as me though. We never seen Luggy play, really. No. Well, I was speaking to speaking to Martin about that, and the first memory he has of being at a game when Luggy was at a game was when he had his collapse. 
in the dugout mm. at Tanadice. Mm. Uh, so so no, he must never have seen mm. him play either. But uh, yeah, I've got loads of memories of yeah. seeing Luggy mm. playing, scoring, being offside, <laughs> socks doing the ankles. <laughs> uh, he's one of my sporting heroes. Yes. There's, there's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a good uh, older generation night to, to share a room with a hero yeah. telling stories of games yeah. that you remember. And some funny ones that you don't mm-hmm. remember, especially things like, you know, that boy can't get booked, so uh, <laughs> we'll just noise him up all day. Uh, exactly. Did he end uh, up getting booked? Bound no, no, he's, oh. he uh, he ended up asking to be subbed. Because <laughs> <laughs> Luggy was terrorising it. <clears throat> but a good night. A great night, yeah. Mm-hmm. A great night. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and there's another thing coming up at the ref as well. Yeah, the, the Jim McLean story, Smile. Uh, so that's a play that starts, I believe it starts on Tuesday the 18th of Feb and runs until Saturday the 7th of March. And as it stands, there are still plenty of tickets left for uh, selected shows. So like, get your asses down there to the rep or on, on their website and get get purchasing some tickets. I'm personally going uh, to two of the nights. I'm going uh, with Martin and I'm going with my old man. So, there's a reason you're going with Martin. Um, well, yes, and I don't. I don't feel that we're throwing Martin under the bus here. We're mere throwing, well. we're mere throwing his, his other half under the bus uh, because there was two tickets purchased for Martin to have a, a lovely romantic evening with Mrs. Martin, and uh, and she was not having it. She's like, look, I can't stand football. You could not talk some other idiot. So, yes. So that other idiot is me. Yeah, well. And I can't wait. We date night with Martin. Yeah, it'll be fine. Ah. Yeah, it'll be totally fine. We'll share some strawberry laces. Meet in the middle. <laughs> Lady in the tramp, that's... <laughs> I mean, people will pay for that shit online. Well, they might. To watch yeah, that but, stuff. but it's no getting filmed. <clears throat> well, you never know. <laughs> he did... Uh, mind you, were filmed in an ISIS-esque execution of tasting a mince pie back in the day with so. Martin yeah. with Martin so well, you know there may be a market for this I wonder thing. what else happened when that blindfold was on so that was fun <laughs> uh, so yeah that's that's coming up that runs I don't know it's about 10, 11, 12 dates isn't it there's, yeah, there's, there's loads of them yeah there's a few it starts next month this month it starts next next week yes, next midweek sorry. yeah forgot yeah. it was February <laughs> I know no, I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it yeah should be a good one Um so Footballing matters. Mm. <sighs> should be playing, or should have played on Friday night, of course, if we'd managed to get through. The mighty BSC. Yes, mm-hmm. who uh, are currently playing now while we record this. No idea what the score is. No really interested. Don't care. Uh, don't care. But the Indodrill Stadium will be getting a visit on uh, Friday night. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit last week. There's not much to really add to it. Um, but Aloha away, mm-hmm. two words that haunt most, if not all, United fans still. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and uh, somebody posted a forum table of the last five games for for the championship, and uh, as sure as you shit down the way, Aloha are top. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not going to be an easy game. What a coincidence! They're coming out to play United, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, we we're not really doing too well on that one. Scotty Banks, debut. Uh-huh. Is it fate? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, um, although I will tell you, the form in the last eight away games, uh, we are top of that form table. Yeah. But we do have six wins and two defeats on that. Mm. Um, what do we have to do to avenge... That shit show. Quite simply, score more goals than them. <laughs> and that should see what okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
joking aside, just play on the front foot, get at them, don't let them dictate the pace like they done in the the 1-0 game earlier in the season, where it was almost like we were up against the Harlem Globetrotters of world football. We just couldn't get the ball off them, we couldn't create anything. Mm. They scored and probably could have got another couple. Uh, Yeah, just get after it. Just get after it. Because it was pretty dire. It was piss. Yeah, it was. Well, it was. It was absolutely piss the last time, mm. and that—that's not saying anything out of turn. I'm sure that the players are more than aware of that. They're all professionals. This is the this is the game. Not only did we have a an epic Scandis League of a pie in a roll, wasn't mm-hmm. this when there was a savoury delight dished up in the crowd that night? That was the highlight of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Susan Cleland. She showed up. Uh, our mate Katie's mum. She showed up with scones with some uh, some cream and jam. That was the one. Yeah. I turned down because I thought it was a dry scone. It was being handed. Oh, that that was that's up there. We like Shanklin's fourth against Inverness for my highlight of the season. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were that tasty. Yeah, yeah. But it was a yeah, it was a pretty grim affair. But on the fourth uh, of October, I, I, one of the the big things to come out of it is there's not many games we have less possession. But we did that night. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, they earned that. Like it wasn't a fluke one 0 win. They deserved that one 0 win. One was maybe flattering to us. Uh, but it's, there's just something about that venue. Or up until now, there has been something about that venue. It's just it's not enjoyable to go to. It's a shitey wee ground. It's I was freezing. We're quite lopsided that day as well, though, weren't we? we when Watson played right back, and yeah, but we always lopside ourselves when we go there for whatever reason There's yeah. ne- there should be no excuse though the boy, they've had a few weeks off they're all recharging their batteries ag- again as we're recording this boys are away back home boys are doing in London boys are up north with their families if you're paying attention to Instagram stories and and mm-hmm. Lauren Shankland was at the Lion King is that right there you go was he in it <laughs> <laughs> because he's, there's nothing that man can't do yeah he might have been yeah, he was Mufasa. <laughs> I wish he would move faster sometimes. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> he said that. You're that Lawrence. Said that. Um yeah, he he was at Lion King. Someone someone saw him and obviously put on Snapchat. Quite right. You know. Uh he was at Lion King. Nice um one. and everyone, yeah, recharging the batteries. Although bizarrely, right? Nicky Clark was out drinking with Louise Redknapp. And Dan Wooden. How does that happen? Uh, uh, Nicky, what's going on here? Because uh, initially I thought. Must be Nicky Clark, a hairdresser. No? No. That's your Nicky Clark. That's your Nicky Clark. So, Nicky, what's going on? There's yeah. a phone number's going there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Big Adrian was doing in London. He loves a trip. Yeah, but... Loves he, getting a bit. Look how, far away, look how far away he is from home, so... Oh, loves that. Good yeah. on him. Uh, of course, definitely. He can't go home, so there's probably nothing for him to stay in no. Dundee for a long weekend no. for, so... Uh, get out of mm-hmm. Get down to London. Go to Dublin. Go to Barcelona. Go wherever you can go. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they might be on three, four days. Don't know, but a couple of days, a few days at least, to to go and recharge the batteries. Which you know what they've earned it. Yeah, even despite the shit show of last week. Yeah, of course they have. Yeah, they've earned it. You know, a a chance to to do that, and I would hope the you would hope the coaching staff do it as well. You know, just go and take a couple of days to. Well, McCulloch uh, was doing at Wigan. Okay, he was down there. I'm not sure if it was for Sky Sports or if he was just down there. but yeah, he was doing there this weekend. Okay, and a lot of the fans are trying to get him to come back and be the manager. If you if you believe what you read on Twitter, well, 
they're not getting him. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe a week after he had it started with us, I might have been more than happy to relieve him <laughs> of his duties because you know he used to play for them and he was handy with his elbows, but uh, he's yours now. Well, so we've said it. Not getting him. And Lee, if you're listening. We all thought you were an arsehole to play against, but you're the arsehole we would have had in our team at that point because you were a dirty bastard and I liked it. Elbows <laughs> McCullough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think that was his name. I didn't realise it was Lee until years later. Until he said, you're right. Mr. McCullough now. Yes, yeah. So yeah, but down to uh, to Aloha. But it shows, you know, we've, we beat them in December. It wasn't a great game for what I remember. Mm-hmm. 2-1, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't a wasn't a, a great game. Uh, Nicky Clark and Louis got on the score sheet. I think it was Shin Shanks was still injured. I think. Oh, that's when the clean sheet record went. Mm, but your true. mate Mark Reynolds. Yeah. So it didn't really count, but it, it did because an opposing player hadn't scored against us. That's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, we were hanging on to that one. Yes, but we battled them that day again. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of shoot at home, but. Um, yeah, we're going to need... Um, oh, no, Shanks on the bench, actually, I think, that day. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We won the game. But we've got to go and get three points to go on. I don't want to say season's back on track. We've had a blip, and we've already had a blip before, and we've come back, and you yeah. kind of look at look at where we are. Um, Big Troisel played that day. And that's why we lost. <laughs> well, he's not there, so that's Serial what we'll say. loser. <laughs> you know why? Because Herman came out that day. Herman did come out and obscured the view of half the crowd. Yeah. And I think Ian Harts has now got it. I would, I would think. He's just not got as big hair. <laughs> no, no. Thankfully. No. So that's, um, that is a Valentine's Day delight hmm. at Aloha. It's a 7.05 kickoff as well, remember, as the first of two games in a row at 7.05 the following week at home to Inverness. The Inverness snack ends. As also on uh, BBC Scotland. But you have to think, if you get six points out of that, Big, big six points. Big six yeah, points. Yeah, any, any points, a big point at this stage now, because there's, what have we got, 13 games left, 17 point lead. Uh, it's in the bag. Have I mentioned that before? Mm, yeah, it's yeah. in the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would be, just because of recent history, it would be a, a big win to go down to Aloha and get the, the three points, which might sound silly because we should be beating Aloha, but... It's not a place we've done it. Nah, often. nah, no recently anyway. So. We mentioned it. Who scored the last time? Emil. Mm-hmm. 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 And if he can score, he must be a good agent. Must be the best agent. Yeah. Uh, the scores yesterday in the championship didn't do much. Didn't have much of an effect. Them got a two 0 win against Park Thistle. Um, and Morton Queen of the South drew two all, which didn't do much to the table. Yeah. Uh, the table as it is. Uh, we have played 23 we've got 53 points Inverness played 22 got 36 points Ayr 22 games played 35 points uh, Dundee 23 games played 33 points so I mean the gap's down to 20 you know it's, it's they're catching up they're, again they're still in the teens uh, Dunfermline 23 with 31 Arbroath are the same uh, then you've got Morton 23 games played 28 points Queen of South 22 games played 26 points and then at the bottom Aloha 23 games played 25 points and Partick Thistle 24 games played 23 points Question for you Ron before we get into the questions How long would you laugh for 
The Fian McCall got relegated this season. It wouldn't be short, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we go up and he goes down. That would uh, oh, be brilliant. Dearie me. Yes. That would be quite humorous. I'm no laughing all this. <laughs> I totally am. Uh, yeah, so so that's that for uh, for our next game. Uh, how's all the other clubs, uh, other teams within the club working out for us? Uh, well, a young reserve team played Hearts last Monday and although they didn't play that badly, they were on the wrong end of a, a 3-0 scoreline. Uh, the less said about that, the better. Uh, the next game is coming up, I think it's this Tuesday, so the day after this podcast comes out, but it's away to St Martin, so I can't imagine any United fans heading through to that. The under-18 lads ran the gauntlet of hate this past Friday as they headed for the bear pit of the Hummel Training Centre, formerly Murray Park, a.k.a. the Rangers Training Pitches. The Rangers took the lead with what I can only imagine was a probable dodgy refereeing decision, but the young terrors got themselves back into the game a short time later with an equaliser from ex-teddy bear Reese Caves. The boys in Tangerine then battled and fought their way to a very worthy one-all draw. This was the first time this season that the Rangers have dropped points. I'm not sure who the boys' next match is against, as the fixture hasn't been updated on the website yet. It's to be confirmed. So... Speculate away. So we could probably win that. Uh, we're favourites. Cool. Yeah. Uh, another academy-related note is that Chris Mochrey and Lewis Nielsen played for the Scotland under-17s against Hungary on Friday past. Chris started the match and set up the equaliser, and Lewis came off the bench in the second half as the match finished one all. Scotland's next match is on Monday, the day this podcast comes out, the against Sweden. So good luck to the boys. Good luck, lads. Good luck indeed. We'll just go into women's and loan reports. Yes. Okay, well, the, the women's team are playing today, as we record this, uh, away to Hamilton. So, no idea how they'll get on. Mon the woman. Mon the women. Uh, I went down last week to watch the first half of their friendly, and they were playing Hibs. And at that point, it was nil-nil by the time I left. I never did get the final score. Uh, there was a few new faces in the team. The female Lauren Shankland was in the play, and she was on the bench for whatever reason. Maybe she's carrying a knock or something, I don't know. Uh, so good luck to the girls uh, this season anyway, because I think this is the first game of the season, so good luck to them. I dare say it'll be a big promotion push for them this year. Mm -hmm. Loan report. Uh, Jake, we did, well, I will start by saying we done a as good a loan report on Jake Davidson this week as we did last week. But here it goes. Jake Davidson and Adam King both played the full 90 minutes in Queen's Park's 3-1 away win at Stirling Albion. According to our Dode Fox podcast Spy in the Stand, Davidson was good. King, not so much. Ross Graham played the full 90 minutes for Elgin and never put a foot wrong, as his team ran out comfortable 3-0 winners at home to Cove Rangers. Paul Hartley, get up, yeah. Sam Wardrop once again got the full 90 minutes under his belt as Dumbarton drew 0-0 at home to Airdrie Jim Duffy get it up yeah. Josh Donaldson once more kept goals for the civil service strollers but it was a day that would have cost him sleepless nights he picked the ball out of the net on 7 occasions as the strollers lost to Ronnie's favourite Scottish baseball team the Caledonian Braves 7-2 oh, come on Josh humped Cammy Smith will be playing for his team Dundalk as we are recording this podcast, so we have nothing of note to report on him. 
Dundalk are up against Shamrock Rovers this weekend in the FAI President's Cup. There must be a charity shield or something. But and the early starts on Valentine's Day, didn't it? Next week. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Good luck, Cameron. Uh, and last but by no means least, the elusive Alison Jones rocked up at Berwick Rangers this week for a loan spell to to the end of the season. He'll be sorry though, as his debut for the club ended in a 5-1 scalping at home to East Stirlingshire. Alassane started on the bench, and he'll be wishing that he'd have stayed on the bench, but he came on in the 60th minute with the score sitting at 2-1 to East Stirling. By the end of the match, Berwick were well and truly pumped. It's an indifferent week for our Elonies. <laughs> Hasn't it been the best, but we could all focus on... Uh, Hartley and Duffy got pumped. Yeah, they, they got pumped, uh. <laughs> Good. Um couple of bits to uh to discuss. Um we've got a new sign in. We do. We've signed a striker. Let's speak about him. Ra- Rakesh Bingham. You call him Rakesh. I call him Rakesh. Regardless of what I think, I'll you make don't. an arse of it anyway. Okay. I think it's Rakesh. Now I wanted to call him Top Rack or Big Rack. Big Rack. Well, I'm not fully on board with that, as soon as you've just landed that on my plate here. Uh, I'm just going to call him Rakish. Right, okay. Till we, till we see if he's now, Rakish. I'll just that. tell you, right, I can't be held responsible for me and answer this next Friday, because I'm no at the game. Mm. So, that's fine. I've then got a couple of weeks to hear run-up before I make an answer of it. So we'll go Rakish. It's got to be Rakish. I know, Rakish sounds cooler. No, when you say it like that, it doesn't <laughs> Rackish. Bang up. I wonder what number you'll pick. I've got a thing about squad numbers. That's my only thing. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit. What would you like them to be? I don't know what's available. Well, 33 is available, as yeah. we announced, because we, we do have a player we, for this episode. That's very true. Who knows? But he's signed till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and good luck to him. Very much so. And seems to be a direct. He's got a bit of pace about him. Seems to put himself about, mm-hmm. which I think is only a good thing. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. He'll get guitar barking, you know. So yeah. hopefully he starts um, starts well uh, and gets support. I would imagine he might start Friday. You never know. We're having sort of a week's training with the players and whatever. No, but I imagine signing that for you going to your new job and you tell a few days off, a few days off, and a couple of weeks we'll give you a medal and you can come to Vegas where you were if you want. No bother. Uh, Absolutely no problem. And we'll pay you. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've kind of got the wrong end of that uh, stick And we are to a dafty sitting in your mm. front room Speaking about it Interesting that hey hmm. uh, But talking of strikers uh, According to the papers as well uh, We made a rather large bid For Kevin Nesbitt mm. On deadline day Which you would be talking We believe in the realms of £400,000 Which is Mental Yeah um, is that how uh, the Ogrens went to the casino to try and build up a transfer kitty that po- night? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, it makes sense to me. And then they, they never put their hand in their pocket about a drink that night. So, well, you know. So he was saving anyway. Yeah, he was. Uh, so uh, I like Kevin S, but he's a good striker. I think the thing is, last season he was a Wraith, League One, mm-hmm. scored a barrel load, goes to Dunfermline, steps in the championship. You've got to remember, he's only about five goals behind Shankland. He's a, he's a good player from, from what I've seen. Uh, but not, it's, it's then a next step. Yeah, but then if you if you don't give him the opportunity, you'll never know if he can do it. Exactly. Uh, everything points to the f- to the fact that it looks like he would be able to make that next mm-hmm. step. I reckon. 
I agree. <clears throat> so that's uh, that was that was kind of interesting when that yeah, come out. Yeah, if if it's true, it is a good statement of intent, and you would imagine that they'll go back in from in the summer. Uh, but then if he if he keeps playing the way he's been playing, because his team's not great, but he's still scoring loads of goals, mm-hmm. so he's going to go noticed. Yes, uh, you would imagine a lot more teams would come in from because I think Hibs bid for him as yeah, well, did they not? Apparently so. Uh, and I think Aberdeen are maybe monitoring him as well because they'll probably lose Cosgrove, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh yeah, he'll be in demand. So if we were uh, this time last year, nobody probably would have thought we could have got Shankland, and we did. So never say never. And uh, one man who is causing all kinds of chaos due to his Instagram updates is a certain big mad nads who I love to bits. Yeah. And uh, when he's putting pictures up of him in United training gear and then putting up pictures of him scoring at Great Castle Grayskull, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'd love the big man back. I just can't see it. Nah, it's never happening. Nah. Nah, I don't think it'd be amazing that. though, wouldn't it? Just what? Just geese a season, lads. Just yeah. come back, go mad again. I don't think he fits the profile for the way that they're they're looking to do it. Because ne- like Nesbitt's still pretty young, isn't he? He's early twenties. I mean, you threw that at me. I, I will I, find that out well, for you. Well, what I'm trying to say is, like, Shankland was early twenties, so he's got potential sale or sell on value. I think Nesbitt, that would be the thinking behind that as well. Get him in. Twenty two. Right. So, yeah. So he's two years younger than Shankland. So he's got potential sell-on value. Uh, Nadir Chief she he must be about 27, 28. 27. Right, so... Ah, here, don't get me wrong, that's no old. That's, the, that's still pretty young, but there's, there's less... Because he's he's done it before. He's been here, he's been sold on. He never really made the grade when he did get sold on. I think he played all right for Motherwell from in, in spells, but his best, his best spell in football, I think, was at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, contracts up in the summer just saying well just saying I would take them but <laughs> I, I don't see it happening it's a it's a completely different regime now yeah uh, and I can't see them I can't see it happening I love that mad bastard I think most Arabs do <laughs> uh, I think most people do and it's nothing to do with him kissing the calf so a Dundee player no, it's, it's just because he was mad do you mind, do you mind when he just Used to take the kick off on his end. Uh, scoring amazing. <laughs> like you're at skill. Right, go. See ya. Probably, probably, he's probably shouted here. Now, dear, you're meant to kick up the left wing for a yeah. header. Nah, nah bugger nah, that. Tell I'm, I'm going with it. Uh, so keep an eye on that. There's nothing uh, much else rumours. But uh, Jake Davison signed a new contract, didn't he? Staying his deal? Yes, until the end of next season. Hmm. Yeah. And again, going out alone, he's done, uh, it's been great for him. You know, which is... Um, Looks to, looks like it's going to be a big plus, and that I mean, there's a lot of players out alone now. I can. It's the biggest part of this bloody podcast. Doing my nothing. <laughs> We're going to have to start sending scouts to these guys so I can get a report. <laughs> yeah, if you know anyone that does follow any of those teams, yeah. do yeah, let us well, know. There was a there was a guy that sent me uh, about Ross Graham. Uh, let me just check. Can't mind it was Michael, who is at Mikey underscore T nineteen ninety one on Twitter he sent me a wee report yesterday so thank you very much for that oh. you saved me five minutes <laughs> get to another game next week please that's it uh, right so uh, last week we mentioned that um, because it's a free week we haven't done the Q&A for a while and we thought we'd throw open the uh, the questions uh, for us some people uh were very serious with the questions. We didn't care what they were. We were just 
thought we'd open up and some were uh, some were a bit more jovial as in this morning we were asked um which one of us is going to Love Island next year, which I fully appreciate, but unless you've followed the link, your question's not in. And uh, it, it's just, yeah. So thank you very much that all the questions that we got, we got more than we ever thought we would. Um, so we'll get through as many as we can without taking the piss over the time of stuff. And then uh, we'll do on this day and that'll be us. So thank you very much. Across our social media, have you shared the link on or anything like that? Much appreciated. Um <coughs> And all we're looking for, there was a wee bit at the end just telling us where you listen, which was just for us to get an idea uh, of what people are using and stuff. So, again, thanks for that. So, uh, Richard Thompson, thank you very much for getting in touch. We're looking for your name or your social media handle, whatever you want to give us. Um, Richard Thompson, do you prefer home or away games? Away. Oh, okay. Just for the full experience of... The atmosphere's better. Yes. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Anytime I'm at Tanadice, my wee heart's beating a wee bit faster because mm-hmm. I love Tanadice. But for an actual match, I, th- I just think the the crowd are more up for it. Unless it's a big game at home. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got like Aloe at home, the atmosphere's yeah. a bit flat. Last week, Arbroath, there's an expectation, but there's uh, alcohol helps, obviously, for away games. No, no, the, no me, because I drive through, but, you know, it's great sitting with all these drunken bums on match day and just singing <laughs> songs it's fantastic so I would hate to say the away days yeah okay uh, yeah home for me because I go to, it's most of the home games I go I don't get too much away due to the uh, work and all that jazz getting in the way but I do love an away day you know, I do it. love an away day Can't beat and some of the best days I've had are the two shitty playoff finals mm-hmm. but it's days they were really good apart from that 120 minutes or whatever it was yeah. in the second legs but yeah I would certainly say that and let's see with these questions Paul will answer some, I'll answer some, we'll both answer them or whatever. Um, 6-2 against Dundee in the Premier League. Thank you very much for your uh, for your question. Favourite game at Tanadice? Favourite game, or our favourite game, we'll, we'll, we'll paraphrase it like that, because picking a favourite could be in a favorite while. Favourite game, Jesus. Uh, our favourite game uh, will always be, for me, in recent times, uh, would be the f- 6-2, first one. Mm-hmm. The, the Schenk Derby or whatever it was. Yeah, any time you beat Dundee. Mm-hmm. Any time you beat Dundee. For me, like, it's always, any time you win a game is great, but any time you beat Dundee. Mm. But then I've lived through a lot of like European nights as well, like yes. beating Barcelona. I was there. And I know you're thinking you couldn't have been there. You look so young over that tipple, Paul. But I was there, Ron. Uh, that was a good night as well. I probably took it a wee bit for granted. But we beat Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Four times. Yes. And I was at one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got loads of loads of memories. But, I, yeah, my favourite team to beat is Dundee. So, any time yeah. we beat Dundee is a good day. Uh, Paul Bruce asks, do you think we need to sign another striker or carry on with the kids? Now, he, Paul asked that on the 6th, and I can't mind when we signed uh, Rakish. So, I'm not sure. Uh, my answer would be, uh No. I don't. I don't think we do. I think now we've got we've got Lawrence, we've got uh, top rack, mm. big rack. It's dreadful. <laughs> that is dreadful. And um, you've got Lee McMillan, whatever. I, I I think we're. I think we'd be fine. Paula, Paula, yeah, yeah. yeah I think no, we'd be fine. Yeah, barring injuries, I think we should be okay. Fraser Glenn asks, "What's your all-time favourite United strip and the first strip you owned?" His was the paint splash strip. 
which was epic. Uh, that was his first and his favourite. Uh, this season's is right up there. Mm, this season's home great, top yeah. is right up there. Uh, the one before that, I would say, is maybe the VG one, because, well, I mean, it's, it's basically a replica of that these days, mm. but uh, yeah, that one always just sticks in my mind. I just loved that strip. The first one I owned was the um, Asics Bellhaven. No, mine's was before that. Mm. Mine's was, it didn't have a sponsor on it, and it was before VG, and it was an Adidas strip. Mm, uh, nice. Yeah. And I wore it to death. Mm. I have to say, the paint splash is one of my favourites. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that is, that's Marmite though, isn't it? Like, you either love that or you think it's the worst strip you've ever seen. Yeah. Well, uh, do you remember we brought out the green away strip, third strip or whatever it was? Yeah, I had that as well. Yeah. I tell you what was a good strip. The black with a pink. Oh, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah, I never got that. That was a nice strip. Yeah, pink's no my colour. That would be that would be up there for me, I would think. Yeah, it was quite nice. Definitely. I think it would be all right. Mm. Um, Richard Thompson asks, would you give the old firm Aberdeen, etc., the shed next season just to fill the ground? Or do you think we could fill it ourselves? I don't think we can fill it ourselves. Not every week or every game? No, not the old firm. No. No, and it's not just a United thing. It seems to be a Scottish thing whereby the home fans just, the, the, the numbers reduce. Even season ticket holders tend not to go. Plus the game will be like half twelve on a, a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon, sorry. or Arseholes. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that'll throw us out as well. Or, or, a, or a Saturday, you know, it's gonna. It's not going to be a three o'clock kickoff. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I don't personally see United fans filling three stands when Celtic Rangers, maybe Aberdeen, just depends, maybe. But I mean, I've been going for many, many years to Tannadice. You could probably count on one hand how many times that we've filled the three stands. Mm. So I would say it would be, it would make business sense to give it to the other teams. But in an ideal world, damn right you want to keep it. Definitely. Uh, Paul Bruce asks, what positions do you think we need to strengthen for next season? Now we touched on that a wee bit. Mm. We have touched on that a wee bit. And I would... I'll go through it then. Benji, you think he'd do all right next year? Yes. So do I. Mm-hmm. Liam Smith? Yes, but you're probably needing a backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, I think he deserves the he's he's played well enough this season to deserve mm-hmm. to, to be in the team next year. Jamie Robson. You're gonna need a backup or competition. Yeah, yeah. The centre halves. Mm. Yeah. Well take the Paul Watson thing aside, right? Yeah. And if Paul Watson doesn't get a new contract, you need to bring in two centre halves. Mm-hmm. You need to bring in at least one. To be a challenger, yeah, but you're probably needing two mm-hmm. to 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 make a work like that, yeah. And then in midfield, uh, centrally, you're probably okay. Butcher and Powers, I, I would say they're they've. I think they've proved to me certainly that they'd be okay. We're needing out and out left winger. I think we we yeah, uh, like Paula McMullen, Harks. If these guys were doing it week in week out, then I would be more of a mind to say, oh, without a doubt, they can. They can go and do it mm. in the Premier, in the yeah, in the top league. But because they didn't do it week in, week out at Championship level, that would be my. That's the nagging doubt in the back of my mind. Like, and they, I mean, on a one-off game, they could be relied on, no doubt about it. But over a season in the top league, I don't know. I think that they approve that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shankland, I don't think I'll be here next season. So you need at least one striker. Yes. Yeah. Osman Sosa a contract, so you're probably needing two strikers. Yeah. Uh, Nicky Clark. Nicky Clark. 
Yes. I, I think we discussed it when he got his new contract. We would have, we would have gave him a new contract. Yep. Uh, Maybe it's because we said it. Who knows? I, I doubt that very much. Uh, Louis, definitely. Uh, he, he's earned the right to, to have a go at the top league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think <laughs> from, from what we've just said, we probably feel that we need quite a few brought in. Yeah. And I think Robbie Nielsen feels that as well. After like, he, he gave his interview after the Hibs game, and he he basically said, "Yeah, I think we're still a wee bit away from where I want to be mm. for next season. If if we are in the top league, he mm. said, if I'm saying when. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we probably do need to strengthen quite a few positions in that team." At Callum Mac B says, "Cup final wins aside, if you could go to any game in our esteemed history, then which game would you go to?" Uh, Barcelona away 2-1 definitely the second definitely yeah definitely that would just it would oh it would be so so good like yeah I was standing at the bar with John Clark (laughs) on Friday night thinking you scored at the new Camp did you lick his head I did not I would have no I did not I would have that's probably an offence and uh, I didn't I didn't need jailed at this stage of my life (laughs) No, no for that or a rap in the bus <laughs> or a rap in the bus nah. <laughs> or worse he might just place kickers into the next universe um, Davey Mack says uh, what got you into supporting United for for him it was the colour uh, so he lives in between Edinburgh and Livingston and everyone supported Hibs Hearts or the Ugly Sisters but in the late 70s but he's seen United on TV and the love affair started then always been faithful never cheated good lad Um I think, I mean, I'm kind of like the brainwashy type because my family, like a lot of Dundee families, some of them are split, Dundee and Dundee United. And mine was kind of like that, but my, my granddad was quite keen and got me a scarf and took me to games and bought me strips and, and yeah. whatever. And that's that's kind of how it how it started f- for me quickly, just to, to go yeah. through it. Yeah, uh, and we, uh, we did mention this right at the start of the podcast, the very first yeah, episode, episode one. Think, but. Yeah, it was my dad. My, my dad was a United, is a United fan. So I just went to the football with him, mm-hmm. but uh, at no stage do I have a memory of him like saying that you, you can't support this team, you can't like in Dundee or this Dundee or that. There was none of that. It was mm-hmm. just like this is this is who I support. Mm-hmm. You're coming with me. Mm-hmm. This is your team. Uh, Lewis McKenzie, what has been your favourite podcast to record so far, and why? It's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, podcast pints. <laughs> When did we hear that? <laughs> uh, a few times. I'll tell you what, right? Um, episode number one was was really good because it was uh, because it was something so new, and really we had no idea at what would happen or where it would go. Or, and I remember me and Paul had this discussion over the summer, and uh, we actually met. Well, we actually we, we threw around a lot of names, and this came up last night. Uh, Paul texts me a picture of uh, another logo that I'd done and uh, and we laughed at some of the names and we were going through some of them and and that, in the early stage it was and it was really we never told anyone it was very much just between ours uh between ourselves and we didn't say anything about it and uh some of the names that we we threw in were um fly the flag uh we had luggy on the wing uh, we had Tanadice weekly we had Brewster's One Yard podcast. <laughs> we had the Tangerine Black podcast, and we we had the Doge Fox podcast, and um, it's just it just stuck since then, and and I that's think, what I we think went for as well. 
And we didn't we didn't really tell anyone. I remember we we created the social media accounts and we were just trying to get the name out there. We were following people and getting and people started to get a little bit not excited about it, but like, oh, this could be quite interesting. And I remember doing the very first episode and at the end of it thinking, I'm not even sure whether that's any good. And I remember listening back to it going, Yeah, it needs a bit of structure. I said, but I think we're we're doing okay. And then the reaction we got from it was like wow that's that's great and I remember our numbers plummeting for the second episode <laughs> and it was like oh shit and uh I think we do you just get more structure so they've been really fun and then anytime we've had anyone on has been really good so we yeah. got John on who I I knew jo- I know John really well so it was quite comfy for us to sit with someone yeah. who's quite open quite chatty and then Jonas come on and stuff and we just Plus. from there it was really good and Paul Dixon was brilliant because he just stayed for ages and mm-hmm. Um, Tom Kearns Tom Kearns was brilliant but so was Tony so was Andy they've all been great it's it's hard to pick the first one's special because it was the very first one we'd done and to get to 10 episodes was really special because we got to 10 and then we got to 20 and then we'd done 30 the other week which is it's been great they've all they've all been really good the guests are really good whether it's a a supporter or an ex-player or somebody for the club it, they've been really good because it's you know, you don't just have to listen to our shite. You get a real added bonus yeah. of that as well. So to, to pick a favourite, uh, Lewis, I'm really struggling. Um, and I'm not going to come out and say, oh, they've all been brilliant because, you know, you, you heard how hungover I was the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they've been quite, they've been really special. And for everyone who does support it, honestly, we say it, we, we mean it every single time. If you listen, if you tell us you listen or you don't, but you, you're listening, you enjoy what we're doing. Thank you very much. It means, it makes this worthwhile to sit and do, you know what I mean? We've done it. We thought we'd get a hundred people to listen and to get what we do is, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I agree with you. Anytime we've got a guest on. Eddie Ritchie asks us a question. He's a good man. <laughs> you might change that uh, opinion. This will be a nice nice question for what? If you had to bring one player back as a loan until the end of the season, and it has to be one out of these three, mm. Emil Ling, huh. Adam Barton, or Paul Quinn. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> I've never heard you doing as a prick. <laughs> well, you have to pick one. Oh, the floor Jesus. is yours, Mr. McNichol. Do we have to play him? <laughs> it's because you could bring any of them back and just pop them in the stand. Uh, that is a that's a great question. I <laughs> for shit reasons. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Emil Ling apparently could play left wing. Em- Emil Ling has scored. Emil well, Adam Barton will hide for the ball, He'll and Paul Quinn's too intimidated for the supporters. So, are you basically saying you're you're re-signing Emil Ling on loan at the end of the season? I mean, I think I that's am. what you're saying. I think I am. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm saying that. I would put wow. him. On the, put him on the bench. Well, what are you signing? I'm not signing any of them. The boy that's fair the posters. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this poster I got the I'm going to sign Adam Barton, right? Because he 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 can't do any less than what Adam King's done. Well, for six months. Okay, that's fair. Dude. That's the only reason, and he's a number, and he'll sit on the bench. That's it. Side a meal. good question Eddie uh, right Callum Bell got two questions we've done the all time favourite strip so your second one who's your ultimate one that got away player someone who basically says someone who was okay slash pish at United but went on to be really good with another team or teams Hmm. 
What did that Boy Robertson got? Down? Tommy Coyne. Oh, okay. He was average at United. This will be before your time. Yes. And then he went to Dundee and he was brilliant for Dundee. And then he went to Celtic and he was pretty good for Celtic as well. So probably Tommy Coyne. But uh, Paul Sturrock actually mentioned the, him on Friday at his Q&A when I think one of the questions was, where there's some players that just couldn't handle McLean's management style. And he said, Tommy Coyne. He says, he just he, you were never going to get the best out of him because mm. he was just basically terrified of McLean and the way that he would speak to people. Uh, but yeah, Tommy Coyne, okay, he done what he'd done over the road, but you can't deny that. He was fantastic for them and he was really good for Celtic as well. So I would probably say him. Uh, Lindsay Moe says, would you like to see the shed turned into a safe standing <clears throat> slash singing area? in the same way Aberdeen did with a recent cup game. Uh, I certainly think safe stand is probably something worth looking at if there's demand. And by demand, I mean regular demand. Yeah, but is there going to be? Again, it's in in an ideal world. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, But in an ideal world, knock it down and start again (laughs) because the pillars and and whatever. Uh, Yeah, I suppose if you're going to do that anywhere, do it in the shed. Uh, Wayne O'Hare asks, what is the best ever United song the fans sing? For me, please release me. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I do. And Jimmy Gomez as well. Oh. <laughs> but please release me. That is that's my all-time favourite so United good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I saw so- there was a thread on Twitter a while back. Somebody was like, we should stop singing this. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is up there. We it's United. That's for, 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 for me. me. <laughs> the thing with it's United... Uh, over when I took over doing the uh, the Tannoy stuff, and it was kind of a wee bit of a blank canvas as well. It was you know it was just whatever was happening. You know there was no real structure in, and it was finding other things. And obviously we had lovers in the air and, and beautiful Sunday were big. And I, people have noticed they, they don't get played. Yeah, and people ask why, and I'd say they just need a bit of a rest because mm. they were kind of overplayed. Yeah, for me, yeah. right. So when the new regime come in. And it was a case of, get, let's get our identity back on a match day. And that was it. And I'd played at United in places, and probably for the whole season before they come in, I'd always played it after reading the teams, because I thought it stuck. What you find now, and especially this season, which has been great, is see when it gets played before a big game, when we've got a big crowd, or at the end of a game that we've won, and the crowd sing it. Yeah. That, for me, is the ultimate moment. Yeah, everybody knows the words. And it's brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah, song. I, a I've, song. I'll tell you something, right? <clears throat> and people might be like, what? I've still no idea who done the song because the file I have, it just says It's United. I've no idea. If anyone can tell me mm-hmm. the who who's on the song, who wrote the song, just purely for me. Tom Cairns will know. Yeah, he's bound to He know. probably sung it. He, he probably wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> probably recorded it, mastered it. <laughs> done be, it. will be Sharkland. He'll have done it. Uh, probably. Kind of so, for me, I still love that song, but in terms of singing, I, I think Please Release Me is brilliant. Still, I still think yeah, it's a great I, song. And I, I think we've had some great um, uh, songs for players as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the Danny Swanson song that he got the the night was, is yeah, always fun. That, that he started himself. Yeah, that's mm, yeah, well. also true. Uh, but yeah, they would be me, uh, for, for me, certainly. It's United. It's still an yeah. ultimate for, for me as a, as a tune. As a peach. Um Sean Crossan says, how would you rank Lauren Shankland against some of our best goal scorers of the last 25 years, thinking mainly of Shell Olofsson, Billy Dodds and John Daly? 
It might only be six months in, but he is he's up, up there. there. Yeah, he's up there. Up there. But uh, like detractors will say that he's only doing it at the championship level. I agree. And that yeah, yeah, you cannot argue with that. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would put him up there because I think that he's more than good enough, more than capable of doing it at mm-hmm. a higher level. Yeah, and only time will really tell. But yeah, yeah. I, I would comfortably have him in my top five. Yeah, out, right of, out of five. <laughs> no, nah, he, he would be up there. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Dempsey asks, if the option was there, would you rather move to a new stadium or stay at Tannadice and do it up a bit? <laughs> that is a divisive subject, isn't it? Ooh. It really is. Because uh, I've had I've had this conversation with uh, my mate Chris Benison mm-hmm. once or twice, and uh, he is completely against it. Yes, and uh, I'm really not really I'm not that fussed to be honest with you. I could see the benefits of it, uh, but any time I would raise the benefit, Chris would shoot me down in flames. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. I think a couple of years ago it would have probably made sense, but we, we've spent a wee bit of money on Tanadice. Uh, the only thing with Tanadice is because it's an old grounder and it's, I mean, we use all the confines of it. And by that, I mean, when you look at dens over the road, like they've got the dairy, which looks like for the outside a cow shed, but they've got so much area at the back of that that they could still do stuff with. Like United use every inch mm. of space that we've got. So you kind of really, I don't know how you can improve Tanadice no. that much knock the shed down, build a wee stand there or something, but is is it even worth that? Mm. Yeah, I, I would I would have loved to see years and years ago if there was a chance to move to like a 12,000 seater, all one level, really nice round stadium. But you know what? It's home. It's, it's home, home, yeah. When I walk in, and it's the same, I, I do the same thing every match day, like most, most people do, right? You've got your routine. I come in, I say hi to everyone, I go in the heggy, I buy you a pint. Shandy. Just, I can make that sure. Okay. Shandy. And then, say my goodbyes at quarter two, I walk up the stairs, I speak to the same guys, I walk along by the, the where the old boardroom is, uh, through the um, executive box above the tunnel, I go out, I get questioned for the same steward every day, what are every you? week, who are you? Uh, have you got your pass? And I say hi, um, and I go up, and I go into the press box, which is so old it's unreal and it just I just love doing that routine yeah you know I love doing that routine and then sitting outside and just yeah I, I love it yeah I, I love, love it. I love Tannadice as well for all it's warts and all I love it all mm. uh, right uh, where are we where are we oh Stu Vanna here's here's one here's one uh, if Celtic in the summer were offered 3 million plus Lee Griffiths for Lauren Shankland would you accept <laughs> Probably. I mean, t- t- let's t- t- be Probably, honest. Probably, yeah. I would never see him on the Sundays, Lee Griffiths going to United. No. I don't think we them, but as a it's striker. It's all hypothetical. <sighs> yeah, you, you would you would take that. You've, what, Griffiths, he must be about 31 now, but that that wouldn't even come in. Mm-hmm. Griffiths is a really good player mm-hmm. when he's when he's uh, able to be, when he's not going through his issues. Yeah. Uh, Michael Taylor asks outside of the Barcelona friendlies who's the best opposing player you've seen visit Tanadice hmm are we controversial on this because they're they're from the west Henrik Larson nah other side Loudrup or Gascoigne hmm because that season I mean even the, even though one of the games he couldn't have go to Pedersen's Hitler that's true 
the can is pretty good as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I would, I'd probably say Larson. Good player. He was a good player. Good yeah. player. Yeah. Oh, complete <laughs> dreadlock. Shite house. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, good player. He was, but he was a madman. Mm. He he was there, Nadir. <laughs> Before we had Nadir. Yeah, yeah, probably Larson. Yeah. To be fair, one of the games I remember seeing it. Do you mind? Do you mind the game when Van Dyke got sent off? I do. Yeah. He was. Peyton got sent off as well, did he? Aye, aye. That's when Butcher come out of Naples. Yeah. Nobody seen him. Next thing he was on the deck. Aye. But that game, uh, even for the the start of the game, Van Dyke was a level above. Yeah. Absolutely, but in terms of that, it would be yeah, loud drop to Canio or uh, yeah, somebody like that because they were so so good. But you're you're possibly judging Van Dyke on what he is now. Like at the time, he was good. Yeah, but oh no, he, he wasn't he, at a Van he, Dyke of today. He wouldn't be as high as seeing De Canio or uh, yeah. Larson and their absolute yeah. loud drop as well. I thought <sighs> he was amazing, unbelievable. He was class. Like Gaz has obviously got the baggage, and he's well, he's got his own problems. But he he always come across a bit of a prick if you weren't a Rangers fan. Yeah, but uh, uh, loud drop was he was class. Uh, Neil asks Kylie or Danny Minogue. <laughs> Uh, Danny because Abdi will say Kylie oh, I'll hit me with a chance <laughs> <laughs> sorry Danny I kind of, kind of putting you down there but oh, uh, Alex asks who would you say you dislike more Dundee the Rangers or Willie Collum the Rangers fair enough yeah did I take enough time there to answer that uh, Nigel's got a good question uh, what game have you missed for any reason and wish you hadn't his was Barcelona at home in 87 as he was in the ferry. He was on a ferry heading back to his RAF base that night. I missed the uh, United 5-0 game against Aberdeen when I think uh, Windass got sent off three times. <laughs> for, did he okay. not throw the corner flag? And he did, I'm sure he got three red cards in that game. But mm. yeah, I missed that game. I, I was not was well, so I watched it on TV. Mm. So that kind of pisses me off. Yes, uh, Ian Strachan. What is you? What is your all-time favourite United goal? Possibly Shifty at Ibrox. Amazing. Yeah, and I know it's fairly recent, and there's so many good goals, but that... because of everything else that was going on as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got Gallagher's cross shot against Barcelona. Mm. There's, there's plenty of good ones, but probably shifty. Mm-hmm. To do it in at Ibrox, in front of the United fans. Oh, that, that's got to be. For yeah. me, anyway, it's got to be. I, I've got to be soft spot for Welsh's right peg against Motherwell. Yeah, again. Andy's playoff goal. But. Yeah, absolutely. And class. Gary McSwigan's lob against Celtic. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's been loads. When he nutmegs Mark Namara. <laughs> yeah, there's been loads but yeah. I just think for sheer emotion it's uh, probably that one Dave's got a question for me uh, how much preparation do you give yourself on match day and how long in advance do you give yourself to play the song that goes with the goal scorer if they have one and have you ever forgotten to press play for the goal scorer well I think we're all very aware but timing is sometimes off on a match day uh, in terms of preparation Dave uh, I do all my preparation on a Friday I know I do prep um, <laughs> You're I do do some prep on a Friday uh, find out who the sponsor is who the match sponsor um, upcoming ticket information uh, and sometimes it's a bit under lock and key who the Tandice 50 guest is I forget and all that and in terms of songs for the goal scorers 
Uh, well, the fans have kind of picked them. You know, glad all over was kind of the fans kind of went onto that. Um, so that's done. Uh, we've also got Paulette's got a song. Osman's got a song. Uh, Louis Apare's got a song. Louis Louis by the, the King. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who sings it. Kind of mind. I think it's Kingsman. Sure it is. Um, so yeah. So that, that's it. And yet, yeah, very, very often do I forget to press play. And then we've got the generic, the generic goal music. By the way, if anyone is wondering, is Planet Perfecto reach up? Papa's got a brand new bag. That's the generic goal music when somebody else not got a song. Um, the players have been asked loads of times over the last couple of years. Very rarely has anyone ever asked for a song, uh, but if they did, yeah, we'd cut it up and it, w- it would be there. And would I forget to press play? It depends what the, what's happening because sometimes I'm celebrating. Like when Shantley got the double against Arbroath, I'm pretty sure the music never come on for ages because yeah. they're too busy celebrating. Till after the game. And just- <laughs> <laughs> I seen you at the top of that, that staircase with your top off. Oh, anyway, so there you go, Dave. That's that's what it is. Uh, at iScott900. In a square go, who do you think would win? Rocky or Rambo? Uh, Rocky. <laughs> uh, I take it there's no guns allowed. Well, it's a square go. I can Rambo mm. bit Russia, but Rocky. Really? Really? Nah. I tell Rambo, he's badass, man. I bet he uses weapons. Ugh, so what? I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Uh, Chris has got a, a question, right? It's not for answering just now because of what he's at, but I do like the question. I just want to leave this, right? Can you name a Scottish Grandis League at 11, i.e. Connor Salmon? Ah. I like that. Okay. So we'll have a think about that because we're trying to do this a bit quicker, but I do like that. I just wanted to mention Chris when he said that. I thought that's quite funny. Um, uh, Fraser Jackson, how many goals do you think Shankland will end on this season? I'm going to say 32 for me. And has he got? 20, 22, maybe 23. I'm going to say 32. 35. You always have to be better, didn't you? I might be wrong. Uh, <laughs> we've been asked this a few times, right? Tommy Mackay says, are you going to do some Dode Fox merchandise? Well, apart from uh, Paul's shaky T-shirt that you got made uh, just for a photo op, uh, no, not really. It's uh, A, we'd be awfully laughed at. B, we'd be embarrassed by it and see who the hell would want it. Correct. Uh, and second <laughs> question, fancy doing a live episode for the Heggy after promotion. If I can speak after promotion, <laughs> I will be amazed. I'll be able to stand. No. So I would uh, I would be amazed. Um, Pedro83, uh, what's, the cr- what's the craziest or best atmosphere you've experienced at a Dundee United game? Ooh. Uh, a good one was when we beat Rangers 3-0 mind when they boycotted <laughs> that was good uh-huh. uh, the, the European games uh, Slask that was a great atmosphere before or after the fighting uh, during the game <laughs> yeah that was a good atmosphere the the atmosphere at the the Aberdeen semi-final at Tynecastle when we beat them 4-1 that was class there's been loads of great atmospheres mm. loads and loads uh, Shabba Dabba Do does not have a clue asks <laughs> that's a great handle <laughs> if Shanklin leaves next season what ex-United bagsman would you bring back to replace Chief Chi Sir Franco or Goodwilly uh, wouldn't it be Goodwilly uh, mm. <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I like them all. Hey, you didn't want to see the question, so this is why you're on the spot. Uh, Probably Safranco. Jonas Nicolainen asks, Oh, buddy. uh, Who's your preferred centre-half pairing when everyone is fully fit and available? Just now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Watson and Reynolds. Shankland DUFC says, which current youth slash academy player will go the furthest in the game? Can you count Chris Mockray in that? Yes. Oh, Chris Mockray for me. Yeah. You've seen a lot more of them recently. You've been to a few more games. Yeah, Mockray's a good player and he's going to be a good player. Anyone else stand out? Uh, there's a few of them, but I don't really want to... But there's a few. There, there, all I want is all I want after the big announcement this week of all our full time academy staff is that the academy are doing their job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like Kai Fotheringham, he looks quite good. Archie Meekerson's good. Who's the big bear? Adam Hutchison. He's the UFC fighter. Yeah, Go. so so he's all right. He doesn't hate to make it in football because he's going to spangle boys later on in life. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Caldwell asks you have a table of six in hospitality for the Derby game it's you two plus four guests who do you invite can be anyone family, friends celebs, ex-players or somebody you fancy well I'm going to hit bring along Danny Minogue now am I <laughs> so that's three right uh, my old man that's four what is he bringing the wallet he's bringing the wallet okay uh, take, take Leo and uh, I'll just keep in spare on the day yeah and Danny might turn us down anyway <laughs> I would be the old man the wee man and you know what if we could if I could expand that da- table of six I would tap my heggy crew Danny and Kylie oh <laughs> I mean you had a spare seat sweet, I don't know sweet lord <laughs> oh, the heggy crew are binned that's it <laughs> see you never um, yeah see you there um Raza 545, we're getting our couple done. Uh, best goal scored by a United player, either quality or emotion. Well, for quality and emotion, for quality, it's hard to see past Johnny Russell's rocket past Rob Douglas, mm-hmm. which was quite special. And emotion, for me, recently it would be Nadir at Ibrox, mm-hmm. but I would have to be Brewster in the cup final 94. Brewster, yeah, or uh, Goody at Hamden. Oh, man. Lob, yeah. I yeah. broke the deadlock. Yeah. Uh, Shawman DUFC, any realistic opposition player you grudgingly liked and would have in your United side? His would be Theo Snelders. What a shout that is. Good goalie. He was a good Good player. goalkeeper. He was a good player. Good goalkeeper, yeah. Uh, hmm. Grudgingly liked. Hmm. There's probably been a few. <laughs> and there was boys that I, I hated but you would have them in your team. Like a Scott Brown. He is an absolute arsehole of a football player. But? But you'd have him in your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's like, like a Loudrop who mentioned him. He was brilliant. Uh, I was going back a bit. This season, if I want to bring it up, or maybe not this season, but the last few years, Stephen Doby. He's a hell of a good player. Yep. He would have done a job for a And... Uh, just to add fire to the, the or add fuel to the fire. Kevin Nisbet, I quite like him. I like uh, the look at him. Alan Fisher asks, what United game have you most regretted not being at? Well, I don't regret it because I was far too young to go, but Barcelona away in the new Camp. Mm-hmm. That would have been the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Gothenburg away. My old man went to the first leg, but again, I was only, 
I was only 10, 11, whatever age it was. So no regrets, but I would have loved to have got in my DeLorean and went. <laughs> Pete asks, <laughs> would you rather fight 100 duck-sized willow floods or one willow flood-sized duck? One willow flood-sized duck. I reckon or 100 would... duck-sized willow floods. I reckon I would... Oh, a little flood sized duck. I think I would just go with the one because I'm quite tall, so I reckon I would, I'd be all right. I'd still be bigger than it. Uh, Steve Bartley says, um, you've kind of mentioned this, but he said, Is there a non vital game, not a cup final or massive league match that sticks in your memory? His is probably the 5 0 against Aberdeen when Windus got the three red cards. P.S. It's lucky the rep is tiered seating. I'd have struggled sitting behind Mr. McNichol for two hours if I didn't. <laughs> uh, he was pinging my ears and I, I'm sure. <laughs> a non-vital game. It, it, you know what? It wasn't vital, but we were actually down on our arse anyway. Do you remember when we beat Kilmarnock when we, we were relegated 5-1? Five, 5-1, one. One, yeah. And then we got pumped the following week. It just yeah. meant absolutely nothing. It was a nightmare. Double uh, Zero Samson say, asks, what kind of nut tops a walnut whip? A walnut. He asked that the last time we done a Q&A. <laughs> My boy, Samson. Some boy. And uh, we'll pick out one more, because uh, I've still got on this day to get through very, very quickly. Um, oh, this is it. Dave Connor. Dave Connor. Uh, question for Paul. If you had carte blanche remenu, what culinary delight would you like to see served at Tanadice? Open bracket. Nay prawn sandwiches. Close bracket. No, neprawn sandwiches. Uh, I'm a simple man. Like, just pies are good with me. Maybe serve a wee bit of cheesecake after it or something. No, but, you know, pies. But a variety, like a curry pie, a steak pie, whatever pie. Like what Pie Bob's sell or Clarkie's 24-hour bakeries. A lasagna pie, basically. I've never had one of them. Oh, get it. It's class. Dynamite. And uh, Scott Foran says, is it time to start selling swally at the matches again? Uh, I've kind of been at games Scott Thorne would never see the match. no he wouldn't he wouldn't, he see wouldn't. The matches. Um, but I think that's something that I'm pretty sure Mark Scoggin couldn't believe yeah at, at, when they first come in but yeah that's, but we all know why uh, but once again thank you very much to every single person who took the time to ask us questions we had loads and loads and loads and loads and uh, we got through a, a fair bunch there certainly uh, for what we did right on this day to finish things off uh, it's an association with the Arab Archive preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006 four games to mention this week uh, and a birthday um, this week it's one win a draw and two defeats yep it's been pretty grim the last few weeks uh, we'll start in 1990 it was a 1-1 draw versus Aberdeen who were managed by Jockey Scott and ex-United boss Alex Smith I remember that Jim McAnally uh, got the United goal that day as the Dons lineup included Stuart McKimmy, mm-hmm. who played 14 times for United in the 97-98 season. Uh, Aberdeen also had the rather excellently named Willem van der Ark in their team. He was about my height. He could be a baddie in a diehard movie. He was stinking. Well, he is your height. Uh, 2001, we got pumped to East End Park. It was 3-1. Uh, Derek Lilly got her goal as the infamous Pat Onstart sat on the bench picking up his wages without breaking a sweat uh, finally we got a win though 2007 at Love Street Barry Robson scored a screamer 12 minutes for time uh, only one ex-Arab on show for the home team Stephen O'Donnell started for St Mum and mm. uh, 2010 how could we end this week oh aye pumped again uh, this time at home against Hamilton 
it was a bitterly disappointing night for United. That's first half goals from the Paxau brothers, yeah. Flavio and Marco. And then they done their wee stupid dance. I would love to see Nerso. I made of that if that was me on the time. Yeah. Pretty sure me and Nerso were there. I think you did. Uh, they scored the goals and it was the home side's worst performance of the season at Tanadice. I yeah. don't remember the game, mm. so it doesn't count. I think I do. One birthday this week, uh, after a fallout with St Mern during the 1983-84 season, he signed for United in June of 1984 for a fee of around £75,000 and went on to make 234 appearances. His best term in United was 86-87 when he starred in United's run to the UEFA Cup final, uh, where he actually played on after a horrific injury to his left ear in the first leg in Gothenburg. He also helped United reach the Scottish Cup final that season, but unfortunately collected a runners-up medal in both competitions. He was also on the losing side for United in the 1988 Cup final, but let's say it's just something we done during that spell. Uh, he never wore shorts. He left to join Motherwell in 1991 for around £55,000, and in 2012 he was inducted into the Dundee United Hall of Fame. Today, the 10th of February, it is a happy 62nd birthday to Billy Thompson. He was a good keeper. Very good goalie. For some reason, he's always uh, often overlooked mm-hmm. when when we go through best keepers that we've ever had. He was definitely up there. Two and thirty four games. Yeah, but he was he was a really good keeper though. Uh, hmm. We cut off trackies that, or I'm sure they were cut off trackies or really long shorts. Uh, oh, he was a great keeper. I do remember that ear injury as well. Mm. Uh, Horrific. Yeah, according yeah, to my I words. I think it was hang enough would be the technical F- term. Fair enough. Yes. I hope it wasn't the same first aiders that helped Osman last week. Uh, no, they'd still be carrying <laughs> his ear off that pitch. <laughs> uh, so there we go. That is uh, episode 33 done. Uh, once again, huge thanks uh, for asking us a question. Some of the daft ones, the fun ones. And there was there was generally loads more. Um, and if we... we we're, can add in some weeks to week we will but uh, some great questions here <laughs> especially Danny or Kylie because I know you're still thinking about that still undecided <laughs> really uh, but that is it from us uh, Friday night it is uh, Valentine's with our first love as we take on Aloha remember get a pie on a roll and if you don't want a scotch let's mix up a bit but you will be charged about 250 and the Bovril's Haugen so you have been warned mm. you have been warned uh, by the way bargain alert Bovril over there mm-hmm. pound that's alright I think there's eight in there are you going to be setting up a stall outside the turnstile you may have gave the game away but that's what okay. I was thinking uh, but that is it from us thank you very much episode number 33 is uh, done and dusted if we did answer your question we hope you appreciate our answer if we didn't answer it uh, we didn't get to it but thanks again for taking the time uh, to do it remember if you can review us on uh, Apple Podcast give us a five star review because you like us and uh, apparently we'll pick somebody at random at the end of February and they'll get bought five pints in the heggy so uh, pick me Ron pick me <laughs> I kind of remember agreeing to that but yeah if you can do that uh, and thank you to, to everyone else who listens on all the other platforms that we weren't even aware of uh, through Android and stuff it's just a wee bit of market research so thanks for taking the time uh, that's from us do have a uh, fantastic Valentine's Day uh, let's hope the uh, our first love does put out in a better way uh, than getting shafted the last time we were down there yep, yep.